Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happier Hour. Uh, this week, we're talking about the software and the hardware that we use uh, on our devices. Uh, let's get started. So you want me to start off since I have probably the most simple, easy to talk about home screens? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Do you guys want me to talk about the iPad or iPhone first? Let's talk about the iPhone first because there's not much there to talk about. Okay. Well, there's not a lot to talk about it either, but I'll start out with my iPhone. So basically, I was quite a while ago inspired by CGP Grey's iPhone screens back in Cortex, and we can leave a link to that. But what he did was he wanted to have folders that represented what each folder contained. So that's sort of what I have going on here. And instead of having words, I just have a symbol that represents each. So at the top here, I have all my Apple apps and I try to have my most used or kind of a representative app actually showing in the folder. All the other apps are hidden in pages that you can't see. But for my Apple, when I have my iCloud, since I have a lot of iCloud uh, files, I'll have that represented for that folder. Then my, the one with a dot, that's kind of like my other kind of like miscellaneous and I have my Slack since that's how we talk. We're getting ready for the podcast is on Slack. And then my third one there is, has a little pencil and then that represents everything I want to use academically. And that includes organization, my calendar. So I have Fantastical. And then my last one, that's self-care, my personal sorts of apps and right there I have an app I'm trialing because I want to get a little bit more into journaling and that's perspective so that's a daily journal which I kind of sort of am using but not all the time do you guys have any questions on that yeah I have a question so I saw Gray do this and I'll pose the same question to you like it doesn't get annoying like to tap the folder and then swipe and then find the app or do you just get used to it after a while That's a really good question. So basically what he did and then what I adopted was actually not going through the folders. I rarely ever, unless I'm organizing them, never go through the folders. What I do is I pull down and there's series suggestions. Yeah. And I use those and I search and the phone is really good. It knows what apps I'm most likely going to use. So I have the, I have eight apps that it recommends and I'm able to click on one. And most likely it'll be there every once in a while. If it's not so popular app for me, I will search it. But if by typing the first letter or two, it always just brings it up to the top. And I've gotten really fast at searching. So I actually, uh, I really like it. It works really well for me and it keeps things simple on the screen. Which iPhone do you have? Oh, yes. I guess I should have started off with that. I have the iPhone 6S. And it is the black space gray version, mm-hmm. whatever they want to call it. So, and I, I have that across all my devices. I keep it the same color. Maybe I'll change it eventually, but right now they're all rocking the gray black kind of color. Yep. And yeah, and then you'll also see that I have my wallpaper. I just, for the longest time, I usually have a dark gray or black kind of keeping it really basic but since it's spring I want to be a little bit more bright I have a flower pitcher and that actually comes from a 5k version that I have on my iMac and I just put it across all my other devices you put the 5k version on your iPhone yeah yeah basically <laughs> okay. <laughs> um okay 
So the one I'm curious about is Spark because I've been trying a whole bunch of email clients um, on my phone. Uh, and I had I tried Spark was in the in the apps that I tried and I really didn't like it. The only thing the thing I was looking for with Spark was I wanted the newsletter section. I liked the newsletter section because I subscribed to a lot of email newsletters. But the problem was that didn't work that well. So like I'm wondering like what other benefits maybe that you get from it. What do you mean it doesn't work that well? Does it work well for you? Yeah. It doesn't work that well for me. Like, does it organize things that are not not newsletters? Also, no, it doesn't. It? No, it doesn't pick up things that aren't that are newsletters. That's my problem. I think it also does that for me, but um, I think it's okay. And there's no way to train it as far as. But see, I think it's okay because it already cuts down on like most of the newsletters that I get, so I'm pretty satisfied with it. I, I would either like it to be all there or not there at all because I don't want to be thinking in the back of my mind, oh, it might, there might still be some in the inbox. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just how I feel. Uh, but it did work okay. And I also didn't like the UI in general a little bit. Like, uh, I don't know. I didn't like the, the modular layout. I don't know why I didn't like that that much. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just didn't get that great of an imp- impression from Spark, uh, to be honest. See, I love Spark because most of the emails I get, I don't need to actually click on to know what they are. I look at the title. I look at the first line. And I can do that for, like, a lot of emails really quickly. So... I like how you can just click one button and it takes care of, like, a bunch of them for you. I feel like that's super useful. So, like, you do you mean, like, archive? You mean they can archive them all at the same time? Yeah, because you can change a little button on Smart Inbox to be whatever you want it to be. So I turn all mine into archive. So I just archive a bunch of them all at once. Oh, interesting. I haven't done that. But I don't think um, that necessarily fits into what I'm looking to do on email anyway, but that's interesting to know. Have you tried Notion? The Notion one that uh, Notion, uh, Mike recommended a, way, uh, a while back. It was, it was, uh... Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That was where you can handle a bunch of email at the same time. It's Yeah, it's called Notion.ai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, the email client is called Trove. Uh yeah, and it has like a, the bunch of the email. Like it's honestly, in my opinion, it's just generally a bad app. But that one thing was really cool. Like you can just like it'll just you can select a whole bunch of apps, and then there's the uh, thing at the bottom right hand corner where you can swipe to delete all of them at once. Like, have you seen that animation? I haven't. I have not checked out that app. See, it's even different than that because you're not in Spark. You're not selecting any messages. You're just you see the three messages that it displays. And then you click on the archive button. Yeah, no, and this it is archives what, those three, right? This this is what this does. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. I can get in a little bit to why I'm using Spark. So I was listening to Cortex. I heard them talking about different email clients. So I got interested, especially because my part-time job in this past year required me to do a lot of my work on email. And so I switched to Airmail initially and like what we've heard on some other podcasts, it is kind of buggy and I just needed a change from that. And I really wanted to go to Spark, but they hadn't released a version for the Mac yet. But as soon as I got that email that they had released their Mac version, I basically that day switched over all my email to Spark to Spark and I've been really enjoying it. 
I don't think I have a lot of high demands, though, for an email. So as long as I can, like, snooze is nice. I have used that quite a bit. And as long as I can archive quickly, reply to emails, it's not really, I'm not really picky. But I just want to enjoy that experience. And for me, Spark is more fun than using, like, an Apple, the Apple email client. So that's why I use Spark. Yeah, I think both Erica and I do things that require a lot of work in emails, but not things that require very, like, intense, like, you know, usage. Like, like we don't need fancy tools for email. We just need to use it a lot. Yeah, like, I'm not getting hundreds of emails a day. I'm not getting hundreds of emails a day. I'm getting more, like, at the max, maybe 30, but more likely 10. So as long as I can attend to those, it's not, not a big deal. I don't get that many emails in a day, but... I just I guess I have very specific things I want to do with the email. I think I get like a minimum of 30 a day. <laughs> oh wow, you win. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I get like 5 a day on average. This is why right now I have 263. Are you getting like real emails or like mostly like just like A lot of them are real emails, but okay. a lot of them are like school newsletters from different organizations that I'm that I'm part of or have to keep up with like you know or like yeah definitely it's mostly that kind of stuff okay let's talk about your iPad yeah get into my iPad okay so so you have a 12.9 right? yeah so i have the 12.9 inch iPad Pro and it's like i said in the black space gray kind of color and i've had it for almost a year so what I do is try to keep it almost identical to my iPhone with a few exceptions of apps that either iPhone only or apps specifically that I'm going to use way more on my iPad. So you can see that I also have the folders along the top. Here I have my I have five instead of four. It looks like my extra one is just a music. I'm not like set on the arrangement. I, every once in a while, I'm like right now, I'm currently changing around a little bit of how I want my home screens to look, but whatever, it'll end up on it, it'll be similar. So the only extra I have here is my music. So that has Apple Music as well handy. And then on along the bottom, since it's the Pro, it has a lot more space. I'm able to put six. So I have my Notability. So Notability is... I would say my most used app on my iPad. It's what I record or like I, it's what I write all my lectures on, transcribe them onto PowerPoints that I get from my professors. And it's, that's mainly what I'm going to be studying from as well. GoodNotes is... Yeah, I was going to ask, what do you use GoodNotes for? Yeah. So I initially bought them both because I wanted to try out which one I would use for school and I ended up going with Notability because I thought that it actually worked a little bit faster. It was, the interface was a little easy to, easier to maneuver when my profs were talking fast, when I had to quickly change between colors, sizes, eraser tools, whatever. I thought that it was actually faster than me. Maybe that's my muscle memory now, but GoodNotes just seems like even when you're writing, it seems like it it's slower, even though it still works really well. But I I have used GoodNotes a bit to write some extra notes when studying. So just rewriting some of my notes is what I basically use that for. It's nice because it actually has the hand recognition OCR where it will make my notes searchable. 
but I haven't really used it that much in comparison to Notability. Usually I'll just be setting off my slides or last year I actually wrote some of it out on actual notebooks. What are those? But I would like to get into it more. (laughs) Yeah, what are actual notebooks? Uh, This old old thing that was used a long time ago. (laughs) But but I, I did resort to that at some points last term, so definitely used it. I'm going to try to maneuver my way to good notes. I just haven't quite felt completely, completely comfortable, but I can get into actually what I'm thinking of using instead of good notes in the future because I just, I didn't take it as much advantage of it as I thought I actually would. So still a really great app. I, I want to find a use for it, but I just haven't. So I noticed this on your iPhone, but I forgot to ask, uh, so you use iCloud Drive as your primary um, cloud storage thing? Yeah, so since I have so many devices and I can't, I have to have my documents available no matter where I am, I use a combination of basically all of them. So, or at least all the common ones. So I have iCloud. I have purchased extra storage for that because I was getting really near the limit. And I do keep a lot of my files on there. I have files in Google Doc or Google Drive as well. And I also have files in Dropbox. But, and the reason why I feel like I can't always keep them in one place is because, well, Google Drive is really great. If I'm ever collaborating with anyone, that's really where I'm going to keep those documents. But with my Microsoft apps, so if I'm using, if I'm using their Word or their PowerPoint, whatever, it doesn't sync properly with iCloud or like not easily. It doesn't have this automatic sync to it. So I have to use Dropbox for all those files. So I'm basically stuck using all three, but I try to use iCloud as my main one. Oh, I also do have a question for your phone home screen. Why the heck do you have four icons on the bottom row on your iPhone? Do you? Do, oh, you don't? Um... Yeah, because I'm team gray. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not completely copying CGP Grey's style. I uh, I basically have four because I don't always want to search for all of my most used apps and those ones I'm going to be constantly going into. And it's also because I've, I had this kind of setup long before I started keeping my iPhone like that. So from muscle memory, I've always had Safari in my right corner and I've always... Um, I've always had my email client on the bottom, but the other other three I have switched around, but it's basically out of necessity to always access those really quickly. And also just, those are the ones that most likely are going to have those number bubbles, the red bubbles on them. Mm-hmm. So I don't like bubbles on folders. That's like my thing. <laughs> How, why, is WhatsApp a big deal in Canada? Nobody uses it in the United um, States, so... That's really interesting. I mean, I don't know how popular it is, but... I use it in school whenever there's groups of people that I need to communicate with who where we all don't have iPhones, which happens a lot. So I do have a lot of groups on WhatsApp. Interesting. I use WhatsApp and I use it for two reasons. Number one, uh, to talk with people and relatives who are overseas is the most common one, like people in the United States. And I have a number of relatives in India uh, where it's kind of cost prohibitive to use traditional stuff with them. And... Mm -hmm. uh, the other reason I use WhatsApp is, as you mentioned, I have friends and people in school who who don't have the privilege of owning an iPhone 
or don't want to own an iPhone. So, so I mean, WhatsApp's fine. I mean, I do actually kind of miss the fact that it doesn't have like stickers and stuff, but <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it works for what it needs. Do you use stickers? I use stickers every day. Yeah, I love stickers. <laughs> so didn't you use Adobe Sketch to do the short work? Yeah, yeah, I did. So I, it was kind of nice because I was using my iPad with a pencil so much in the last almost year to be doing academic related note taking. So this was like actual writing out words, but it's so nice because the pencil allows for more uses than just writing. So it was great to be able to use it for things like sketching and being creative. And it actually, I was so happy. It worked really, really well. And for that, I I have a bunch of of those creative apps where you can do types of sketching. And I tried out a bunch of them, see what kind of would work best. And I really liked Adobe Sketch because I was already familiar with Adobe and it was almost similar the way that it layered to Photoshop, which I was familiar with. So it was kind of like a nice, ver- like a simplified Photoshop that also incorporated the pencil. And, and yeah, once I learned some of the tips and tricks, I can actually, it actually has way more functionality than I, than I initially thought it did when I was just trying it out. So, and it looks like they're updating it with even new uh, functions. So yeah, I really like it. I think I'm going to use it to do other creative things in the future, honestly. Uh, have you tried like any of the other ones, like uh, Procreate or Linea? The only I have Procreate on my wish list, but since it is like over the ten dollars range, I haven't purchased it yet to try it out. But I have a few other ones. Um, I have like Sketch. I have Sketches Pro. I think that was a free app at some point, but you actually have to pay to get it now. So that one was that one's cool. I've used that before, but it. Adobe Sketch worked way better for what we needed to do. I have Adobe Draw, which I think also is less like Photoshop, so I wasn't as comfortable with it. And I may have tried some other ones, but I may just have uninstalled them. But yeah, I have checked out Procreate. I've looked at it a lot, but I just haven't purchased it. Maybe in the future, but I don't do a lot of that kind of stuff. So if it was, if the price was ever worth it. It is expensive as hell, but uh, like all yeah. like professional artists that I know that has an iPad Pro uses Procreate. So, yeah. Do you know like it can layer and everything? Like it's pretty it has like pretty much everything. No, it's it's very advanced. It's very. It's advanced. basically Photoshop or like uh like Paint Tools AI. If you've ever heard of that, Paint Tools AI. I've never heard of that, but yeah. I might have to check out Procreate just to give it a try and have some fun. But I'm not. I'm not super. Like, that isn't my main hobby or anything, but it's fun. Okay. So, yeah. But besides that, I just kind of keep try to keep my devices the same. I also have Messages, Spark, and Quizlet on here because I want to try out Quizlet more. We'll see if that ends up working well next year for me in school. And, yeah, I try to... I try to keep it pretty simple, not too overwhelming. I don't like notifications and all that kind of stuff going off when I'm trying to get my studying done. Okay, let's jump into one of these messy ones. <laughs> okay, Adithia's is a lot better than mine, so we should go in order of the least messy to the most. <laughs> I mean, it's fairly standard issue, I guess, if you talk. So my to-do list is in Basin Todoist. I recently switched to it. Uh... I don't know. I 
I have very mixed feelings on it. I like I, the one thing I really like about it is the natural language support, especially if you're like talking about routines or like, let's say you have like a, uh, I want to take out garbage every Wednesday or something. It's just so easy to have those routines uh, set up and Todoist, and the natural language processing makes it so convenient to have slightly more complicated tasks like, you know, send money every other day or like every other, sorry, every other week or something like that. Uh, that's what it's really helpful for. And it's also very helpful because it's the simplest project-based to-do manager possible that I could find. Like uh, a lot of the things, like I think of my life in sort of projects, you know, I have this project, this project, this project, and school is a project in and of itself with sub-projects, which are the courses. Uh, so it, for, for how I think about my life, uh, Todoist helps with that uh, because it's designed as like a project-based thing. I don't pay for premium because I don't really see a lot of the use of it. But there's one feature in premium that's I'm considering paying for just that one feature, which is the notifications. To get notifications, you have to pay for that. Uh, but I but the reason why I haven't paid yet is because I want to get in the habit of looking at my to-do manager every day anyways. I'm not in the habit of that, and that's the reason why almost no to-do manager has stuck with me so far. Uh, so I figure, let me at least get in the habit before I pay for the notification thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What else do you guys, anything interesting that you want to, me to talk about in my home screen? Um, I noticed that you have music. So are you more of an Apple Music person rather than Spotify? Or how do you, is that, just have iTunes purchases? No iTunes purchases. Uh, honestly, I just had the Apple Music trial and I hadn't used it for a long time. So I just activated the Apple Music trial like in, I want to say, last month. Yeah. So that's why it's on my home screen. I will say that I really like Apple Music, uh, at least for the things I listen to, which is just rap mostly. Uh, and uh, yeah, for that stuff, I do have some other interests. Like, uh, actually, there's even some uh, uh, game soundtracks and stuff like that on Apple Music, which really surprised me because those are the two common, most common genres I listen to: game soundtracks and uh, rap. So it's it just it works really well it integrates well with the iphone and it has siri support which is useful if you're ever driving or something like that and your car is bluetooth um there's nothing in particular I like about it because i was a big spotify user before this and what i loved about spotify's uh thing was the discover weekly playlist like i didn't always find something that was relevant for me in that but i liked that spotify was always like forcing me to try new music because i would never do that on my own and since using apple music i haven't really tried that much on my own surprise right and i would say uh apple's like uh whatever discover it's not called discover it's it's something like they have their own version of discover playlists uh and i haven't found like that that to be as good as spotify's uh playlists yeah for me like it comes up for you i don't know if that's what you're talking about but yeah on my for, apple you, music, for you yeah. they have like the day and it's for you, for you yeah yeah i i also like i have I have been subscribed to Apple Music basically since my, I initially got three month trial as soon as it came available and I've been paying for it ever since. I really like it, um, but that's, it's just because, it is because it's so native to the phone, honestly. I never really got into Spotify, although I am kind of, I always wonder if their playlists are better because I do get kind of disappointed by some of the playlists in in Apple Music. Like, I feel like they could have, they could have a better selection of things that interest me, but, but I really like it. And I use it every day, so it's worth it for me. 
what else can I talk about? So I have the standard issue stuff like Authy uh, for my two-factor authentication stuff uh, because I'm paranoid. And uh, one password. Uh, I do not have PCALC. Normally I have PCALC on there, but this is a new phone. Uh, that's why there's no PCALC on there. Uh, because I actually do find use in P some of PCALC's functions. Uh, what else is there? So I also am trying to get into the habit of journaling more, which is why you see day one there. Uh, I could talk very slightly about journaling uh, for a small amount of time. Yeah, sure. Uh, I have like wanted to like really get into journaling, and it's been at the top of my mind, especially since I just finished the semester, in the sense that I want to be able to reflect on things. I have the few journal entries that I've done in day one. I have always really found extremely rewarding to look back on or extremely insightful to look back on that point in time. Uh, and so, but I'm not that much in the habit of making journal entries. So what I've been trying to do with day one is basically turn it into like my personal Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so like any photo that, I'm not really much of a social media person, but any photo that like somebody would put on Twitter or Instagram, I try to like take a picture of my meal or like something that I did that day that kind of highlights the day uh, into day one. Cause like taking pictures is really easy. And that's like sort of how I'm trying to get my foray into journaling. And then occasionally I'll type like a, like 140 character letter things. And I'm hoping that these sort of small things help me eventually get into a better journaling habit because I've been trying to get into a journaling habit for a long time. Uh, and it honestly hasn't stuck that much, but I'm hoping this is starting to help me get into a better pattern. Okay. So Let's talk about your next screen then, since I personally don't keep a second screen. Can you explain to me why you would do that and kind of like what, why, what the importance is for you to have it? Okay, so the second screen, uh, the first screen I kind of like to use as a dial pad. Like I want everything to be like one tap away, right? And in my first screen, I only want things that I like, that I that I actually see myself using on a daily basis or I want myself using on a daily basis. The second screen is something like I want to like hide away. Like I don't want to check Slack multiple times throughout the day. Like I only want to check it like when I really want to check it. Right. Uh, like I don't want, I, I don't want to have a compulsive behavior to check Slack because I've sometimes developed that. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I have it on my home screen. I kind of developed that. So I understand. So why do you, why do you have the, the three map apps? Oh, uh, that's a good question. So actually, it's not three map apps. One is VRL, which is what I use to go back to Toronto, uh, which is where I live. Uh, and I need that to add the passbook stuff. Uh, one is Transit, which is just a really good transit app. It has like certain times, uh, which Apple Maps doesn't offer. Like, you know, it offers directions, but it's not as good about giving me exact times in an in a instant. Uh, that's why I have three maps app. You can use Google Maps instead of Transit. Just tip. You may want to check it out. I like Google Maps for Transit. Uh, Google Maps is good for Transit. Normally, I do use this, but this is a new phone I switched over to. Uh, new to oh, me, okay. new to me phone. And uh, number two, I just wanted to see how few Google services I could get away without using. So I just started trying to use Apple Maps again, see if I could uh, get away without using Google Maps. So are those important enough to be on the first page? Yes, they are. I use them quite frequently. They're some of my most used apps. Yeah, so that's why I use the second screen. The second screen is like where I try to hide away everything. Uh, and there's some, like, you can see like there's like, there's like extras folders. And then there's also like kind of organized folders. So the reason why I have that is like, there's like, there's like three levels of apps I have. Like one is like the dial pad, which is like, 
apps I use on a regular basis that I want immediate one-tap access to, uh, no searching, nothing. Then the second kind of class of apps I have is like apps I use like on a daily or like every other day basis that I want somewhat easy access to or that I might need access to in a pinch. Like I have my in my finance, I have my TD app that I might want access to like right away and that I don't want to search for for whatever reason if Spotlight does something. I don't know. Uh, it's just my mental thing. And then the third one is like I absolutely don't give two shits about these apps because I have some other way of using with them or they're just there for like very, very like you know, edge case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Why is phone on there? Do you use phone so often that it deserves a spot on the bottom? I was, yeah, good question. Exactly, I didn't think of that. I'm totally wondering There's now. exactly one person I call many, many times during the day. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I call her about four. That's what I was going to say. I call her about four or five <laughs> times a day. So yeah, it makes sense for me to have uh thing that's fair enough that's fair enough i think the only time i ever call anyone is when i go into messages and into their contact and press the little phone button next to their name yeah that's that's mostly my case too unless i have to do some like random other phone call to like book appointment or something yeah there is a case uh there's uh, i did consider doing this and maybe i should try this again like there is a phone uh notification center widget uh that i could use and i can make my mom a favorite and then just have her one tap away yeah you can do a, you can do a workflow that has her as speed dial too yeah that i could do i should i should probably try that because uh quite frankly because it is kind of a waste because she's honestly the only person i call like maybe one or two other people but like like she like that is like the most frequent thing and it's the entire reason i have a phone app there so maybe i could uh think about uh switching that away that's actually a pretty good point i should think about that and then you should just replace it with another app to keep four down there. No. It looks so bad. It's so cluttered with four. You feel? I like it. It keeps it in line. In the six, I would have switched to three apps. Like, I would have considered trying the three app thing. But uh, with the six plus, I will never switch to the uh, four app thing. Because my bottom row is very precious to me. It's the most easily accessible row by one hand. So there's almost always something I want to access easily by one hand. You feel me? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, because it's so much bigger. I do like, though, just like all the columns are in line. It just looks good. Yeah, that too. I just like having one app in the center on the bottom. Okay, let's get to yours then. Okay. <laughs> My are are terrifying to some people, like Erica, who... I'm scared. <laughs> okay, so first of all, the background, it's like wallpaper, but it has skulls on it. So it's like cute, but edgy, which is me. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, so the first two rows are all foldered apps. Um, they're clearly labeled for their purposes. And like, like the organization of the apps, all, like within the folders, they have like reasons for them. Like they're grouped with likes or they, the most used are put first, etc. Like, you know. And then, on the third row, settings, because my home button is broken, so I need to, like, change my assistive touch button all the time, so I need settings on my home screen. Amazon Music, I'm trying, I've been trying out for a while, because I have Amazon Prime, and that means I don't have to pay for a lot of the music that I listen to anyway, so that exists there. And then YouTube, because I watch a lot of YouTube 
like a terrifying amount of YouTube. Overcast is also there because I listen to a ton of podcasts. Those two are mostly used when I'm like at the gym when I work out and I want to put something on my phone while I'm running. So that that's why those are useful. Bear and OneNote are both note-taking apps. Um, Bear is for short notes, smaller, smaller notes. Like if I have a random thought, I throw it in Bear. OneNote is for big things like taking notes, like having written, having like typed notes for class sometimes. Um, I usually handwrite most of my notes, but if I need anything that's typed up, I put it in OneNote. Pocket um, is for RSS type reading things. Twitter because it's Twitter. Um, al- Why is it Twitter in your social folder? Because I use it like like twenty five <laughs> times a day minimum. It's really a problem. Like I, it shouldn't be on there, but it is. Okay, <laughs> alarmed is kind of like do, but I like it better. And they have it, a worse it, icon. It, okay, I, they do have a it really does look bad pretty icon. Bad. <laughs> but what it it has the the thing where it reminds you and then uh, it reminds you every minute. Until you stop it. Or so what like, do does, except with the worst icon. Yes, but I like it more because it has more functionalities. Like, you can customize more things in it than do. But it has a worse icon. I don't care. I, okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. yeah. Toggle is time tracking. I don't use it very often, but I have it on in my home screen to remind myself that I need to use it more often. Workflow is workflow. Um, you know... Fantastical is Fantastical. It's my calendar app that I choose. And on the bottom, I have three icons. I have Messages, Safari, and Todoist, which I think is pretty reasonable. So I don't see I don't see your email. My email is in social because I don't want to see it. Okay. Oh, there okay, it is. So uh, Hottie in the mess. Okay, so I'm gonna go first because I have some uh, criticisms. Okay. Okay, the Amazon Music thing I get now, uh, but uh, let's talk about this. Why are you using the default Twitter client? Because it's the first one I started using, and I think it looks cleaner than all the other ones. I don't need a lot of... I I don't... I am a Twitter purist, as in I don't like to block out things in Twitter. I want all of it. Like, like I'm not... I'm, I'm never the person who's like, if you're talking about politics, please stop. Or like, if your opinion doesn't matter, please stop. Like, I want all of the Twitter to be a part of my Twitter experience. Okay, Pocket. Uh, I don't have a problem with Pocket, but uh, I thought maybe I'd share this because I didn't talk about this. I use a read-it-later service. I use Apple's read-it-later service, uh, reading lists. Uh, It wasn't very good when it first launched, and so I used Instapaper for a long time, but then Instapaper got bought by Pinterest, right? Uh, I believe, from Betaworks, uh, which was... I don't know, I just... Like, I feel like economically, I'm not sure how long any read it later will survive anymore in my mind, because none of them seem to be making very much money. Uh, so I kind of just decided to start switching to reading lists, and it turns out it works really well. Interesting. I don't use reading list. I don't know. I like, I know some people hate, like, the social aspect of Pocket, you know how it like recommends stuff for you or tells you to share it with people and whatever. But I find that kind of useful because I put a lot of things in there and I sometimes don't want to read everything in it. So it has like a more select, like, 
like the point of it is to read everything in it. But I like that I can, you know, like kind of like it'll just give me the things that I that I want to read, like a, a more selected group of things I want to read. Also, Pocket has folders. Can you do folders and stuff in reading list? No, you can't. That's really important to me. Uh, Marcus, no, you can't do uh, folders. But one thing I do like about reading lists is it protect it keeps the original uh, formatting of the site because it just basically downloads an archive of the site. So when you click the reading list icon for whatever the article, it just loads up an archive version of the site, which I actually like a lot because sometimes I feel like a lot in a lot of cases uh, these modern uh, service uh, pocket and Instagram and stuff they're not always that good about. Uh, parsing the text properly on certain websites, especially when you're coming to code or something like that. Uh, well, yeah. I just read, like, New York Times articles, so I don't really have that. Yeah, problem. those those Instagram and Pocket do well. But also, I just don't like the design of Pocket. Like, if I were to go back and I had to use, like, a, a third-party app, I just don't like the way it's designed that much uh, Pocket. I don't know. Every screenshot just didn't turn me off. Like, Instagram seems, like, very text-focused and almost like print in a way, like, as a printer's design. And, I don't know, Pocket seems like... I just don't like how colorful it is, because I want, like... I want, like, just very simple colors and not that much stuff. I don't know. The design never the design never appealed to me. I, I can't talk about it specifically, but the design never appealed to me in a way that Instapaper did. I think it's good. So, so... Uh, should I talk about my iPad screen now? Yeah, sure. Or unless you have questions. Yeah, I have questions. Um, so how come you how come you choose to have like a lot of the bubbles uh, open? Like I'm just like wondering because I really don't like them. But I would, like maybe you red, have a good reason. Red bubbles? Oh no, I'm just lazy. It okay. actually is totally because I am bad at you know clearing them out. Uh, and also, I have one more question. How how are you finding Bear? Because I have Bear, but like I haven't been using it too much. Like. Uh, yeah, I don't use it as often as I should. Like when I have a random thought, I still put it in Evernote because I, I'm too drawn into the monster that is Evernote. But like, I don't think it's bad. Like, I don't have anything bad to say about it. So, and I think I just need to get used to it. And how successful have you been at uh, toggling so far? But toggle, I mean, timing so with bad. That. So bad, so bad. Especially in the past few weeks when finals happened and I was super busy, or um, the week like now when I don't really have much to do because school is over. I I don't really feel when I'm busy. I can't make the time to do it because it's not my normal routine anymore. And now it's also not my normal routine anymore. And I don't do anything that's super like substantial. So I don't really know how to time things yeah so for me i guess i could add to the toggle toggle talk as well because i used it for a bit in january and then just today i started to get more into looking up the integration with workflow and so i have got some workflows set up now and i really am am really wanting to get into more toggle but it just the iphone apps just it is kind of a pain to always go into it so i'm really thinking the the workflows are going to be my way into talk to using toggle more. So that's my hope. Anyway, I've played around with it today. I set up some, so hopefully, hopefully once I find out a system that works for me, I'm hoping to use it a lot more too. But yeah, the widgets, like 
for me, I guess I didn't show like the widgets, but I have so many widgets. It's like I go to it constantly throughout the day. So if I have my toggle widgets there through workflow, I think I think that'll that'll solve a lot of my problems I'm facing with not being able to toggle time as much as I wanted. I think my phone is um, like old enough to the point where it's kind of slow for the the pull down screen to load. So that's also kind of a pain in the ass when you pull it down and it doesn't load for like three seconds. So you have to wait to press the button. Okay, so my iPad screen also has a lot of folders with a lot of apps. Um, all the ones that are not in folders are video related or audio related as, as you can see by Overcast. And like, I use it a lot for for video services, but I also use it for reading. And like, um, I use, I read a lot of newspapers and magazines, like New Yorker and uh, Washington Post and um, New York Times are like the three that I read like daily. So I find it's like, that. that's the other function I use my iPad for the most. I think all the entertainment ones are self-explanatory. Um, on the bottom, it's pretty much the same thing. Messages to do as Safari, Chrome, both because I have so many tabs open that I kind of need a second one to keep it organized and then Fantastical and settings. So so like how how much do you use your iPhone versus your iPad? Do you find you use your iPad a lot or is it mostly your phone that you use when you're out and about? I use mostly my phone, but I, I think I only use my phone when I'm outside. If I'm at home, I use my iPad because the battery life on my phone is not the greatest right now. So, like, it deters me from using it unless I'm out. Oh, okay. Doesn't it feel a little busy to you? Like your home screen? Oh, it does. But, like, I'm... I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many colors. Like, I mean... We can, like, paint a word picture if you're not actually looking at the actual attachments in the notes, but it's, like, each folder, and then there's just, like, a bunch of colors coming at you in each folder. Yeah, and, like, I mean, if you're if you're a big Spotlight user, which I guess most people on the iPad are, like, you could just throw them onto... Actually, wait, do you have more than one home screen? Yeah, I have a ton of screens. So many apps! <laughs> All the, the rest of them are just random apps that I haven't put into folders yet because I'm lazy and they kind of stack up after a while. Yeah, you could, but you could, uh, what I was going to say is you could just throw them onto different screens, all the folders into different screens and just spotlight them most of the time. But I'm not like a big spotlight user. I know this is like blasphemy for most people, but I, my, my pull down screen like, like I, I just, I'm not in the habit of using them. Once you're in the habit, though, it's, it's really I'm great. I'm such a, I think I'm like a very visual <laughs> person. So I like seeing where it is and pressing it like that. I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm going to try the Erica method. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I'm going to drop, uh, drop them all into a folder and uh, try that because Honestly, every time I try Spotlight, you're absolutely right. The Spotlight suggestions are much better than I'm ever expecting, and the search is pretty decent. Uh, so maybe maybe I'll still have a couple apps just for ready access, but 
I think I'm going to try to go into the folder thing a little bit more because generally it does have a reasonable idea of what I want. Uh, it's better than I thought. I guess they've been training the neural nets well. Yeah, like one thing that I have noticed though is that I find the spotlight, like Siri app suggestions to be better on the phone than the iPad. For some reason, I'm able to get two rows on my phone and it only really displays five on my iPad. So that's interesting. I wish that maybe they'd give us a few more options, but I find that it works in either, but especially on the phone, it's really Do great. Do you usually use a keyboard? For, with my iPad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I do is when I'm in lecture writing on slides, I don't have my keyboard on. I keep it in my backpack. And then when whenever I'm doing tasks that would be like regular computer tasks with a keyboard, such as emailing or typing notes, then I will use my keyboard. Or I also use my keyboard at, like I have the smart keyboard cover from Apple. And... I also use it as a stand if I wanted to prop my iPad up and study notes off of that. So I, especially like right now, I'm doing a lot of typing at my job. So I have my keyboard cover on all the time and it's always in landscape. But when I'm studying, it just depends on, since I don't type a lot when I'm studying, I more use my pencil. It just depends on if I want to be flipping through my slides or if I want to be holding it and writing on it. I think for but I definitely like love the keyboard. I think for me, the reason why I don't use Spotlight as much is because I never have a keyboard on. So like typing feels I don't enjoy typing on a glass on the glass screen on my iPad. And it's really slow on my phone because the pull down menu is really slow. Mm-hmm. So I do neither of those things. I'm I that's I, I'm trying to figure out why I don't use Spotlight search all the time. And I think that's why. Like, I find that even on the glass, I just have to type in the first letter and it'll, like, list them. So... Okay, I I think I might have figured it out. I remember the app by its icon and not by its name. Is that weird? Oh, okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. I I could see how that would be... Yeah, I could see that. Whereas now that I use search so much, I've trained to just know. And if I'm looking for my common ones, like, I know the name of the app, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah. yeah, if you're visual like that. Yeah. Um. So, are we done talking about home screens? Do you want to talk about uh, hardware? Yeah, we can transition and mention the things we kind of didn't when we talked about it. Yeah, let's just talk about hardware. I just I just have, like, one really basic question to ask all of you. Uh, is how are you satisfied with your hardware? Uh, and if not, you know, what what would you like to change about your hardware? I can start off because I started off on the home screens, but so just to remind everyone what I said from a hardware, I have the iPhone 6S, I have the iPad Pro, the big version, and then I also have the smart cover with that and the pencil, and then I have an iMac for at home. A Retina 5K. Yeah, Retina 5K, 27-inch, I believe. Yes. So, yeah, that was my big purchase of last summer. But, so, obviously, these are all fairly new devices. I've accumulated them all within the last year. I'm really happy with them. i really curious to see if an, a new iPad comes out, but it wouldn't be responsible for me to buy another one, so I probably wouldn't get it. But I really 
do enjoy my devices and I think they serve like all my needs. I also have my AirPods, which I really enjoy. I don't know if you guys have any questions about that, but I pretty much always have them on me, if not in my ears, listening to something. I have a question. Yeah, sure. How many pairs have you bought? How many how many pairs of AirPods? Only the one. I have not lost them, if that's what you're referring to. How long have you had this one? Uh, I've had this pair since... So, basically, how the story went is they were released because we knew that they were coming available at some point. There was delays. As the day that they were released... I purchased a pair. My wait to get them would have been six weeks, and I got them just after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, and I've had them ever since then. So they're, it's really, it's, I'm not, I definitely have had moments where I've been scared that I lost them and I had to go find them, but it's really nice now that they've incorporated the Find My iPhone feature for them. So that's really nice. So if I lose them, like, if they fall out of my ears when I'm sleeping, I can go find them in my sheets by using the sound. And, and I mean, I, I have designated a place for the case whenever I'm out and about, so I know where that's going to be and I can find them easy. So, yeah, they're great. I have so many devices, like I said, so it's so nice that they can connect to all of them. And switch between them all of them pretty easily. Yeah, they switch so fast. And, like, so I was using other Bluetooth before that, but... I realized very quickly that it's a pain to have to disconnect and reconnect every single time I switch. And I'm switching multiple times a day, maybe within the same hour if I'm studying and switching between my phone and my iPad. So it was definitely like it was definitely a game changer or life changer to purchase them, even though they are expensive and they they are like glitchy at times too. Like sometimes I have had to disconnect them and reconnect them, but thankfully that doesn't happen too often so i want to talk about your retina 5k a little bit um okay so what, what are the specs in the retina 5k mine is the lowest version okay so whatever yeah so it's like i don't know that much about computers it doesn't really matter too much that i don't have the best one out there it's already super expensive and i was paying for this with my summer job money so i didn't want to so, go all out so that's what i was wondering like what were your priorities with the the, the imac were they performance or was it the primarily the big retina screen that you were after yeah so i was really debating the two sizes of imacs and i really and i had seen other people in their offices use the large iMac and I I really fell in love with that size of the screen so I didn't really care about whatever the computer could do I was using I think it was I was on the 2013 or 2011 MacBook Air whichever one was the older version I think it was 2011 but so I was using already an old computer it wasn't super great so whatever I got would have been an upgrade so I'm really happy with it I really don't notice any problems and the screen is amazing it's so great I feel like the screen real estate makes me feel extra productive. I'm like immersed into whatever I'm doing, whether that be studying or whatever task I have to accomplish. So I really enjoy it. Yeah. And so the combination of your iPad Pro and uh, the Retina 5K, you're okay with uh, ditching a laptop uh, or not needing a laptop uh, computer, like a full-fledged computer. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel comfortable because the iPad Pro is basic. It's like virtually good enough to do almost everything. If you have, if you're like a certain person that doesn't have like extreme needs, 
it's you can pretty much do everything with the iPad Pro, but there are a few things I like to have something else to fall back on in case I want to edit a PowerPoint to more detail than I am able to on my iPad. I'm able to go and do it on my iMac. Okay. So there's definitely workarounds, but I definitely, it's just nice to feel like if something happens, if I find out I can't do something on my iPad, then I can do it on my iMac. And I also, I mean, you think that the 27 inches of amazing screen isn't enough, but I, I actually use the two together almost always. So I have this additional iPad screen that I have something else going on. So there's a lot going on. It, it's really great. I find really, I'm fine. I'm really productive with it. Jess, you want to go? Okay. I have um, a phone, which is an iPhone 6. And, I mean, it's old and sad, and it's kind of dying, and I really want a new one. So, <laughs> yep. And then my iPad Air 2 is, is my baby, because I use it probably the most often out of my three Apple devices. Um, I also have a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Um, it's not one of the fancy new ones with uh, touch bars. It's it's the ones before that. It's... Um, it says it's the late 2015 version, so, um, that, um, I use my, my MacBook Pro mostly for, 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 like, school. See, I feel like I don't use it as much because it was a present that I got from a family member for graduation, so it wasn't something that I chose, but it, like... I feel like the things that I can do on it, I can accomplish with the other three things I have already. Because on top of these three th- Apple devices, I also have a, a custom uh, desktop PC that I built uh, primarily pi- primarily for gaming, but also for um, more intense things like uh, like pro pro tools like. Photoshop or um, Premiere or anything like that. So um, I feel like my MacBook Pro is kind of useless in that world. But I, I use it for schoolwork, mostly to use as a screen to look at things because I'm one of the few people who still take notes with a piece of paper and a pencil. So yeah, I don't know. Mostly I want a new... I do I do want a new iPad and the magical unicorn iPad is coming out maybe soon and I'm very excited to get get it maybe. Yeah, that, that's super interesting that it might be coming out. I really I really hope it does. I felt like I mean, if even if it doesn't, I guess not that I'd encourage you to get one that's that is uh one of the older versions if something doesn't come out, say, in, like, in a month or two, but I bought mine, so I bought mine it last July, early July, thinking that there would be one that came out the following September, when my school started, and it just happened, it didn't, but I still think it was a good purchase, and it's a good iPad, but... Yeah. I thought about yeah. it, and I think I want the 12-inch one, the big one. Can you explain to me why? I, I I forgot to talk about my reasons of why I wanted the big one, but I'm interested to hear what's changed your mind. Because I don't usually... So, I think in the sense that it is replacing my other 
pieces like usually I bring my laptop around with me wherever I go and this it's heavy and it's big and it's not fun to carry around but and in my mind carrying around an iPad is already like regardless of which one even the bigger version would be a lighter easier to use device and I feel like if I get an iPad Pro I would be more inclined to use it for schoolwork than anything else like right now I use my iPad Air for mostly watching videos and reading, but I won't, if I get a pro, then I would be using it more towards schoolwork and having a larger screen would be better for schoolwork. It's nice to multitask. It, it really is a, a good screen size to multitask. It does duplicate a lab top screen more. So like some of the other reasons why I used it was because I was already using paper to take notes and then this replicated that. It was almost, it's almost the exact same size as a letter piece of paper. So I, I felt that I really appreciated the exercise. I have, and like, I've seen people using the smaller iPads in videos and stuff and I find like they have to zoom in when they're doing their note taking, whereas I have no problem zooming in. I really don't have to. So that is just really nice to have that one last step. And I don't know why this is the case, but if if I was looking around like people in my classes this last year, whenever I saw someone with an iPad Pro, it was always the larger one. So I'm not quite sure why that would be if they also felt like for students that was the right size, but I mean, the larger one is hard to kind of hold with one hand only. So if you were someone who was walking around with it and that was your use case was holding it when you're walking, I think that would be like, that would be a point where it's definitely less convenient and less portable to carry around. But I really do have no regrets over my large iPad Pro size. It's really great. See, there are two things I want to say about that. One is whenever I see someone take notes with an iPad Pro in class, it's always the smaller one. And um, Interesting. usually I just, the piece of, like I don't use a letter, like an A4 size piece of paper to take notes on anyway. I use a smaller A5 notebook. All my Ooh. notebooks are A5 because I find them lighter and smaller to carry around. And so like, it's interesting because I have the exact opposite experience as you when it comes to that. But I think a larger iPad would still be good. Yep. Yeah. It's such a personal decision. But hey, if if the new middle one, middle range size comes out, it may just kind of fix that problem, right? It would be perfect. It would be so perfect. Yes. It would be a nice size. I think it would be. I really do. Um... I may, I, it would be interesting if I ever at some point switched to a smaller screen, like maybe I would miss it. That would be an interesting experiment, but uh, I, do, I am thinking that an in-between size would be the perfect fit for most yeah. people. Well, the idea is that the screen size would be the same. It would just be a smaller device, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I just, I, I just want a new, both a new phone and a new iPad and... I just want to get at least one of those things done this year. <laughs> well, we know that the phones are coming out, so <laughs> that's one thing for sure. Yeah, but not not the unicorn phone. I want the unicorn phone. You know, I those are my devices. Adithia. Uh, so I have two devices, two primary devices, and then I can talk about one other non-Apple device that I use fairly frequently. Uh, so I have a right. For a long time, I used a 
very until very recently I used an iPhone 6 64 gigabyte space gray like until last week and since last week uh, I switched uh, briefly to an iPhone 6 plus 64 gigabyte which I can go into why I am using that um, and my primary like workhorse the thing I honestly cherish almost as if it was my child uh, no exaggeration is my 15 inch retina MacBook Pro I actually like I love this thing. Like, ask anybody. Ask anybody who knows me. Uh, this is my like my by far my favorite computer, and I'm pretty sure it'll be one of them. Like, long after after I'm done using this computer, I'm pretty sure I will look back on this computer fondly. Is how how much I like this computer right now. Uh, and uh, my non Apple device that I use somewhat frequently is my uh, Kindle. I have a Kindle, and I use that somewhat frequently. So you read. Yes, I do. Uh, I can actually get into that because the Kindle is actually, I think I have a very interesting kind of take on that perspective on that. So I can get into that. So where do you want me to start? Uh, the With the iPhone? Let's start with the iPhone. Sure. So, okay. So, so for a long time, I was using the iPhone 664 gigabyte. And uh, what happened, uh, what, what kind of ended up happening was the, for time, I just used the iPhone less and less and less because... I found that the screen size was actually just too small for me to do anything even much more than a very basic task, like doing some very basic banking or some very basic texting or something like that. Like anything beyond some very basic thing. I just like, I have some, like you can see by the thickness of my glasses, uh, I have like, you know, some vision problems. So uh, like not in terms of, I it just make, it's harder for me. It's hard for me to look at small devices for a long period of time. Uh, so I was I was having a hard time really using that, uh, and I, I I didn't feel comfortable with the screen real estate the iPhone six was using, and my contract ended recently, and I was considering what phone to get, uh, and I was considering going for the plus, and my mom actually kind of presented with me uh, with the idea she has she had the six plus and I had the six, and she said if you're thinking of getting the plus uh, we can trade phones for a little while and you can try out how the plus is so that's why I'm using the six plus sixty four gigabyte a little while. And my reasoning for wanting to consider the Plus device and uh, kind of make it a part of my life is I kind of want to move a lot of my quote-unquote like lifestyle things that I would do on my Mac uh, to my iPhone and make my iPhone my general purpose computer and turn my Mac into my sort of very focused on work. This is like my workhorse kind of thing. Uh, and, and, and this is primarily like for mental association so that like when I'm when I'm like at my Mac, I feel like you know, this is where I get work done, and when I'm on my iPhone, this is where I feel like I can, you know, relax and play games and do other things with it. Uh, yeah. So, like, in a that's like your effort to be more productive. Yeah, it's it's primarily it's a primarily an effort to be more productive and sort of shift computing to yeah shift computing so that when I'm on my computer, it's just I'm focused and I know that this is where I want to be on Mac because my Mac was like as I said, the six was kind of too small for me for a long time. So my Mac was where I was basically getting all my entertainment and all my my work and everything. It was getting all mixed up. And then after a while, your brain sort of associates your computer as being able to do both. If you're able to move some of that or most of it to your phone, then your brain more clearly knows that, okay, when I'm sitting down on my Mac, you know, this is where I get work done. That's sort of the philosophy behind it. Mm -hmm. How well it works in practice. I don't know. Ask me again in a couple of months. Yeah. So, so, so far, do you like your, your, the larger iPhone? Okay, when I first started using it, it was kind of uncomfortable, but honestly, I love this 
phone so much. Uh, I think I am like definitely like I probably should have gone the plus from the beginning. Like that's my like sort of uh, thing. Like I think most people will find it uncomfortable, but if you can fit your if you can fit the phone in your hand, definitely definitely consider this because the bigger phone it just opens up more opportunities for you to be able to do things like. Like, I'm able to see all three of you fairly clearly from a distance on my phone, right? Like, it's it's very good. Like, it's just everything you can do with it. Like, I can type, like, small articles for my blog on it, uh, you know, do much more than I ever expected. It's like a mini iPad for me. It's a much more comfortable to hold and much more portable iPad for me. Uh, the one drawback, I would say, is that I went for, like, a fairly intense bike ride this morning. And I, when I'm going for the bike ride, I listen to music. That's when, like, the big shortfall for me came for the 6 Plus. Like, normally with my 6, I would take out my phone much more frequently uh, and change music. With a 6 Plus, that's not as possible and it's not as realistic to do that. Uh, You either have to get, like, an Apple Watch or you just have to kind of live with the album that you play or have a playlist or something is my recommendation. That's what I ended up doing. But otherwise, I love this phone and I love the battery life on it. Oh, my God. It's, like, never-ending. Uh, battery life it's it's yeah that seems like the big plus for it like pun not intended I guess like my phone doesn't last throughout the day I have to charge it towards supper time or in the evening because I don't know if, if I'm just on it a lot it doesn't last so I feel like over time like I feel like I'm trying to even move some productivity stuff onto my phone like writing more articles and stuff like that on my phone because I feel like I feel like that's possible with the phone in a way that I didn't really feel like before or I didn't feel comfortable doing it and over time, honestly, I've adapted to the size much quicker than I ever thought. Like, within a week. Like, I've only been using this phone full-time for a week, and I already feel fairly comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So, w- what about some of your other devices, then? Do you have anything else to talk about? My computer. Uh, so, I guess i talk about... There's nothing much to talk about that other than this is just my workhorse. Uh, for, like, like my sort of... My kind of de- bread-and-butter thing that I do most often with my computer is development. Uh and so the reason why I decided to go with a 15-inch right MacBook Pro is just I needed, primarily I wanted the screen real estate and the power. Those are just the two simplest reasons. That's why in almost any tech like job that you go into uh, or like office that you go into, you'll see like hundreds of these littered around because this is like, it just offers a very strong combination of that, uh, of the screen real estate and the power uh, in just a, a no nonsense chassis like it's just very clean. It works. The keyboard, the mouse, everything just works all time. And then the only complaint I would have with this computer is the battery life is slightly shorter than I would like, especially under load. Uh, like if I'm putting like if I'm like constantly recompiling something, you know, something that a battery life that would last five hours quickly dwindles down to three hours uh, if I'm like doing something intense with it. Uh, that's my complaint. Like I would much rather be I would much rather like five hours under load and eight hours, uh, eight hours, uh, with light load. That's kind of my, my only real gripe with it to be, to be honest. But otherwise I love this computer so much. Like I cannot say enough good things about it. Uh, yeah. My Kindle, I would like to talk about that actually, because I think I do something special with my Kindle that not necessarily everybody else does. So the Kindle kind of fell in my lap. Like I started reading a quite a bit more and I decided I wanted to get a Kindle. And I learned my library, and probably your library too, probably has an online library. Uh, and they probably do it through OverDrive. And so I was actually able to, uh, through certain 
ways uh, that uh, through certain ways I was able to put my library book on my Kindle, uh, despite the fact that the library books had DRM on them. Uh, so basically I've been able to borrow library books, uh, and read a whole bunch of books on my Kindle for free. And the Kindle itself, uh, I got from some grandma who didn't like using the Kindle and preferred paper books for $40. Uh, so it's just been really like useful and it's been a huge cost saver for me in terms of books. And it's just a good device. Like, in general, it's just a very economical device, and it's a very good device. It work, The e-ink display works re remarkably well. And even when you're typing and stuff like that, you expect there to be a significant amount of lag, and there's much less lag than you... Obviously, there's less more latency than an iPhone or uh, a capacitive touch display, but there's still less latency than you would think, and it's fairly usable in many regards. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Kindle software in general is like the organization of books. There is no organization other than folders, or they call collections, and I don't necessarily like that. Uh, I just don't like the organization. I guess uh, with my Kindle, I'm looking for like a way to be able to like have, differentiate between read and unread books, and then also be able to differentiate between categories. And the Kindle just doesn't have a good organization system for that, especially as your library uh, book scale. That's it. But I really like my Kindle, despite those shortcomings. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you get to take advantage of that because a lot of people I talk to aren't necessarily a Kindle reader. They like the paper book. So at least you're able to take advantage of the electronic, uh, yeah, the electronic pros to that. Ebooks are so much better anyway, so. Yeah, you can like, even like, just like, you're probably able to highlight and make comments and stuff too. Like, I feel like that's just really nice. Actually, I do something, uh, I should probably mention this, uh, when I take highlights on my Kindle, and then I can take screenshots of the highlights uh, from the Kindle uh, web app or the iPad app and drop them into any application that OCRs like Evernote or OneNote, and then I can search my highlights. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Is that pretty much it for today? That's it. Uh, I really hope everybody listening to this survived. Uh uh, because, uh, yeah, I hope that you found something interesting or of value to you. As always, if you have feedback, we're very receptive to it. Uh, you can find our email in the show notes. Uh, it's happierhourfeedback at gmail.com. Feel free to email us anything, suggestions or anything like that, uh, and we'll make sure to get back to you.